person one loves person two guess what shenanigans ensue person one hates person two guess what still shenanigans ensue person one fake dates person two guess what you guessed it shenanigans ensue co-host one reports a co-host two the name of the show I'm Jasmine. And I'm Jane. And welcome to Shenanigans in Sue. A podcast where, if you can't be an athlete, be an athletic supporter. (laughs) (laughs) Each episode will watch a rom-com and discuss its merits as a member of the rom-com genre. We'll cover well-worn classics, hidden gems, and everything in between. We'll give you our unsolicited opinion on every trope, caper, and flim-flam the film used or maybe abused. And of course, the shenanigans. I love that that one turned into like a horror movie. The shenanigans. Timpani, 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 timpani. Goodness. On this slap happy note, the episode we're covering today is the iconic Grease. Grease lightning, baby. Yes, we are here. It is 1959. Mm-hmm. It is progressive for its time. Indeed. <laughs> but that's it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> But the soundtrack is phenomenal. It slabs. It's so good. I've had it stuck (laughs) in my head since we watched the movie. Truly. And the lyrics and the songs are like quite possibly the worst part about this entire film. (laughs) And I still can't stop singing them. Jasmine and I were both singing along for the entire movie. And we were texting each other. I'm still singing. I knew lyrics to songs I didn't even remember existed. Yeah. That's how amazing these songs are. I haven't watched or listened to Grease since, I I truly couldn't even tell you, at least 10 years. Mm -hmm. And like you said, I remember all these lyrics. Everyone. And as I'm saying them, I'm like, oh no. (laughs) These lyrics are rough. (laughs) Why are you taking up space in my brain? so funny <laughs> if you haven't watched Greece or don't know the synopsis what are you doing yeah that too <laughs> if you need a refresher here's a plot synopsis high school students sandy and danny meet and have a whirlwind summer romance they are both heartbroken that sandy must go back to australia when the summer ends but By a twist of fate, (laughs) Sandy's family ends up staying in the U.S. and she unknowingly is enrolled at the same high school as Danny. (gasps) However, she (laughs) soon discovers that this isn't the same Danny she thought she knew. Dot, dot, dot. Shenanigans ensue. And it rhymed, girl. Oh, that was not even intentional. Oh my goodness. It just happens when you listen to musicals. This is true. (laughs) Okay, this movie, what do you even say about a classic like this? It's so well known. Yes, I'm a little bit uncertain as to how to talk about it because it's so iconic. I, I don't really know how to pitch speaking about it. Yeah, I do think that definitely one point of order 
is we have discussed Greece in the past, and it's been in the context of a modern day film using Greece as the high school musical. Yes. And we said it before, and this rewatch confirms that this is not actually appropriate for high school students, and it no. should not be done. What is happening? I, I understand why some high school drama teachers will not touch this musical for their students. It is so inappropriate. I think there's probably ways to update it so it's a little less inappropriate, but like the lyrics of the songs are yikes. Yeah. So what do you do? I think it just should be as it is in the movie where the actors are all in their 20s and 30s. Yeah. That's the only way this is going to work. Wild, right? Like how do you critique canon? I don't know. We're going to try though. Buckle up. Well, if you have any, they didn't have seatbelts really <laughs> in the 50s. I suppose a place to start could be to talk about the fact that this was a period piece in its time. So right. the movie was made in 1978, but it's set in the 50s. Yeah, 1959 is the setting. Mm -hmm. So that's always the interesting lens because it's making commentary about that time. I will say, <laughs> I looked this up because I was distinctly aware this watch of how non-integrated this high school is. Girl, I was like, Girl. there's no one in the high school. No. In the band, there's one person of color and that's it. Oh my God. I looked it up. Okay, so integration began in, and I could be off by like a year, but it was like 1954 that the law was passed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was slow going, this is LA and this school probably should have been integrated by now. <sighs> and there's nobody here. The closest thing to integration is Chacha? Is she Latina? I mean, I don't know. Either way. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> It's just been a long time like you since I've watched this movie. And so I was also hyper aware of just how white it was. Yeah. Even with the extras, there's nary a melanated person to be found. Not a one. <laughs> there's no one. I literally haven't watched the actual film since probably high school. The mm -hmm. last time I'd seen any Grease was a live production mm -hmm. more recently. And that's not a problem anymore, right? Like nobody does this anymore with an all white cast. No. Unless you just have none. So the musical in and of itself is not racist. It's just latently obvious that they missed the integration timeline. It was just a product of its time in terms of costing, I guess. Even so, why the hell is nobody at, like, the diner? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. Right? Like, Yonkers School District didn't forcibly desegregate its school system until, like, the 90s. So I can foresee a world where they didn't do it right away but like there's got to be folks at the diner where aren't they <laughs> that's a question for the casting director yeah what, what did that call look like i don't know maybe we'll never know so funny but like you know i think perhaps that probably saves the film in a way because we don't really cover any race topics so that's good because yeah. that would have been extra squishy and the movie's squishy enough it, it is i'm dead uh let's go tropes tropes let's hit them <laughs> we've got messy messy love lives perfect because they're high schoolers so messy i think it's just high schoolers are messy yeah. is the trope i think it's come up as an emerging trope like this has happened to us a couple of times yeah this is becoming a trope teenagers are messy mm -hmm. new trope <laughs> shocker love triangle also under the umbrella of teenagers are messy <laughs> on again off again we've got montages montages 
friends. Um, we've got meddling friends. Love it. They're so meddling. They're so messy. This is also under the umbrella of being messy. The friends mm-hmm. meddling. Oh boy. So this one is hugely problematic for me. Changing your personality. Mm-hmm. Let's change ourselves instead of being ourselves. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> uh, misunderstandings. <laughs> Oh, you added it again. I love this. Sorry, I put montages twice. That was a mistake. No, keep it. No notes. Montages twice because there are so many montages, you guys. There's just so many. (laughs) They're honestly all very good, too. They're Mm -hmm. like one of my favorite parts. No, they're great. (laughs) Shall we start there? Absolutely. Since I put them twice. Let's start with the incredible sunset montage at the very top of their summer romance. Goodness. Very dramatic. That was soft focus, right? Soft focus. It was a soft focus. Soft focus sunset montage. Soft focus. The director got them all to do this perfect sunset shot with the two of them kissing and then parting and the sunset's right in the middle. And they milked that shot about four times interspersed in this montage. Mm -hmm. Delicious. (laughs) Incredible. Keep it coming. I want to see that shot over and over. Yes, please. (laughs) So good. It's like, you know, we worked hard to get this perfect sunset shot. Seriously. So we're going to milk it for what it's worth. The sun is actively setting. Mm -hmm. Don't bungle this, you know. You are on a deadline that you cannot reverse. There's no take backsies. You can't rewind or reset. No, and this was the time of physical film. So I hope you put a new role in there because you don't want to have to be changing it in the middle Uh of the sunset. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Favorite montage of the whole film that I forgot existed. Which one was it? The Danny Tries Sports (gasps) montage. Oh my (laughs) word. Did we need what felt like 15 minutes of this? No, not really. No. But did I enjoy it? Yes. The coach saying he's a hitter and then sending him to baseball is one of my favorite things. And the the kicking off of this montage where the coach is like, you have to change. And Danny's like, yes, that's why I'm here, to change. He's like, no, gym clothes. You have to change your clothes. Didn't he like get in a wrestling outfit and is like still smoking? Like maybe that's just me (laughs) rewriting it. But that's basically the vibe of the montage. (laughs) So silly. I love that so much. And at the end of it all, when he's totally screwed up every single sport that the coach is trying to help him find what he's good at, (laughs) he eventually just settles on you're um a solo <laughs> athlete i'm thinking running long distance running he's trying to make it sound romantic and it's just him being set out on the track to run solo so he doesn't hit anyone else yes love incredible so silly. i how this is the best montage and i don't even remember it because it doesn't truly have any bearing on the plot. No. Yes, Danny is trying to change for Sandy, but you didn't need such an extended montage oh, to no. convey that. Sandy doesn't get a montage. She just like shows up and clad in leather. Right. And like, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> the girls all got together and women in a group are powerful and overnight makeover. Mm-hmm. We don't even need to watch it. We're going to be so quick. Get shit done. Here for that. <laughs> 
And then I guess I didn't really consider this originally, but Summer Nights is a montage song. Oh, I guess it is. Because we like cutting back and forth. And we're getting little tidbits of each of them. And then they superimpose both of their faces on the screen at the same time yes. for that little ending. So funny. So funny. Beautiful. Stunning. That song still slaps. It's so good. It's the reason why the song played in the clubs when I was in uni. Yep. It's so good. And everyone knows the word. Don't listen too closely to the lyrics, though. Seriously. It's kind of rapey. Well, only one of them is. Yeah. God. At least when the guy says it, Danny's like, what the hell, dude? No. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) See? Progressive for its time. Is it the same guy who like sneaks under the bleachers to look up the girl's skirts? I think so. He's just hopelessly horny. <laughs> Poor dude. Just leave everyone alone. Go handle it somewhere else. Take a deep breath. <laughs> There's so many montages. The montage actually right at the beginning that I also forgot about is the opening credit montage. Oh, yeah. That's cartoon for some reason of everyone getting ready. To the Grease title track. Yeah. Grease is the word, is the word, is the word. It's got groove, it's got meaning. Ba, 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 I'm trying to think of any other ones that we missed. I think those are the major ones. Surprisingly, this is a little light on tropes, Mm -hmm. but despite that, what's your favorite? Something that I was just thinking about now that I didn't include in the tropes is that we have two makeovers. Oh, yeah. Why I'd forgotten about it is like we've discussed, we didn't see it, so it didn't register in my brain. But the other one, and I'm shocked I didn't notice it, because we get a whole song about it, is the car makeover. <laughs> I, I thought we were going to talk about, like, Danny Zuko's emotional makeover, but no. No, no, no. You were right. It's superficial. Right. We, we have the superficiality here. <laughs> did get a makeover and she gets a whole song love that for her queen and the guys are being really gross but it's fine (laughs) she looks fabulous at the end of it she looks stunning and then we cut to it was all a dream oh my god yeah when they actually show the car fixed up (laughs) it looks okay like it's not a good blame job like it's kind of bad Mm -hmm. but they did their best. I really, in my head, it was perfect. I think because we're thinking about the imaginary makeover. Yes, that they actually did the makeover in that song, but it's not. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was really funny. The calm makeover, because she looked stunning. That's so funny. I truly did not consider the car makeover a makeover, <laughs> but you're 100% correct. <laughs> Even though it wasn't on the list, I think that's my favorite one. Oh, yeah. The off-screen makeover where she comes back and she's sexy Mm because now her hair is teased and she's in black. And she's smoking because smoking is the height of sexy. And cool. Uh And also the car gets a makeover. (laughs) The smoking at that sleepover was wild. Oh, my goodness. So much smoking in that sleepover. Is that what the 50s were like? I don't know. And I'm also just thinking about the ash that's getting everywhere. Right? On the bed, on the floor. And like, holy peer pressure, Batman. They're so (laughs) aggressive. There's a whole song about it. Wowie wow. (laughs) 
Okay, I guess we're kind of dovetailing into the meddling friends. Right. They meddle not only in their personal lives, but in their love lives as well. They're like weirdly supportive and like weirdly progressive for the time. Like the guys don't start fights over the fact that they're hooking up with their friend's ex. Mm -hmm. It's a little free love in that way. (laughs) They only get mad when she starts hooking up with the rival gang. Then that's like a line too far. But anyone within the same group is okay. (laughs) Free game. <laughs> right. And the girls are just so weird about the outfits and her smoking and giving her a drink. And then they go to pierce her ears. And yes. it's all very aggressive. That was wild. Insane. I found that really mean. The fact that they hid Danny's identity from Sandy. Yeah. And just sort of flung it on her and the look of pure joy on Olivia Newton-John's face R.I.P. Queen and to have it crushed when Danny gauges the reaction of his friends he starts posturing yeah heartbreaking he looked so happy too and then to just kind of squash all of that and try to be cool heartbreaking there's nothing worse than a guy pretending to be cool when actually he's excited yeah it's just weird that's the thing like it's really (laughs) attractive to see someone excited about you or something or whatever. Some people truly are that stoic. Their levels of excitement just display at a lower intensity and that's fine. Trying to put it on. Yeah. (laughs) It feels bizarre. Mm -hmm. Oh, (laughs) from the very beginning of the movie, you get such clear character development all through the act of all of them delivering sick burns on one another. Yes. Through the insults that they're slinging at one another. So funny. You figure out their personalities immediately. Yeah. Wild. I think the winner for me is Rizzo. And I think her delivery has a lot to do with it as well because there's some questionable rhymes that she gives out too. Yes. But the way she delivers it, it seems so cool. Seriously. My favorite one, it's not really a sick burn, but she's showing up to the diner and this is a day where the group knows that she's late. Somebody asks, hey Riz, how are you doing? Are you okay? And she says, I'm peachy keen, jelly bean, which I'm going to try to implement in my day-to-day life. <laughs> It's like my favorite thing. But she makes it cool. How does she make it sound cool and not lame? Because she's being so sarcastic and biting yeah. when she says it. She's great. She says, I'm peachy keen jelly bean, but like in the most dismissive, <laughs> don't ask me again way. Incredible. Oh, oh, also for the friend group. Mm-hmm. This is also possibly just the first shenanigan, but... We're in Southern California. Why is everyone from New Jersey? <laughs> I, what? <laughs> Movie magic. I don't know. Everyone spent the first 14 years of their lives in New Jersey and then moved to LA all at once. Something else with the friend group is that these two different groups went out and had friendship jackets made. Like, that's what they did. Someone designed this. I mean, I love that idea. Yeah. But it's just kind of hilarious that these are the cool rebel groups, but they went out and had merch made. Seriously. Tickled me. This is next level. We wear pink on Wednesdays. Someone designed a logo. They wear the same jacket every day. Specially made. (laughs) Which would be expensive. Yes. And difficult to do in the 50s. To go get all those jackets embroidered together. Yeah. That's custom embroidery. What was that conversation? It's so funny. Wild. Especially because so many of these people are too cool for anything, really. But they're not too cool. 
for friendship jackets. <laughs> I'm here for that. Look, I'm not dissing the concept of friendship <laughs> jackets. I actually kind of love that idea. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Another kind of trope that we haven't fully established that was in this movie uh-huh. is, girl, put on your shoes. <gasps> we have that. Girl, put on your shoes. Girl, put on uh... your shoes. Yeah. Why were her shoes off? Why does this keep happening? This is the first time I noticed it in watching this movie. It's almost right at the end of the movie when we have the drag racing happening. Yeah. And Sandy is sitting on like that slope. Yeah. She gets this like beautiful idea. She's just spoken to Frenchie and she says she needs her help. And Frenchie's like, okay, great. Let's meet at my place. And Sandy starts putting her shoes back on. Her tennis shoes. You are in... Why are your shoes off? A dirty canal in LA. You're not in a park. Why have you been walking around barefoot? What's happening? Ew. 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 (laughs) You know, giving her the benefit of the doubt here, even if she wasn't walking around, it looks dirty. Because it is. Why are your shoes off? Put on your shoes. Girl. Put on your shoes. That is a trope. Mm -hmm. Girl, put on your shoes. (laughs) Like, there's not even a good reason for that. You weren't wearing heels. Those are sneakers. Exactly. I mean, it's still disgusting. Jennifer Garner's character walking around in New York City barefoot. But she was in really impractical shoes. Yeah. So, kind of makes sense-ish. This, unforgivable. Again. What? (laughs) So the messy love live slash triangle situation. Oh boy. The game's being played by bringing somebody outside of the group to the dance. Not just somebody, but the rival car gang. Who looks like he's pushing 45. Seriously. So that everyone can be at the sock hop with a date. (laughs) So messy it's unnecessary with that as well at the dance competition i was so confused as to why sunny suddenly just pulls sandy off the dance floor and danny instead of stopping and turning to look for her just is like huh okay and carries on dancing with chacha right that's messy it was messy i was like why did you let this happen yeah you guys are killing it on the dance floor you don't need chacha no that was also very bizarre and like are you winning anything like you stop and look for where your dance partner and kind of girlfriend went my guess is that they're on tv and so he just wanted to like keep dancing and stay on the television being about to win but i guess it's just still bizarre but like at what cost? Oh my god, since we brought up Sunny really quick, Jane messaged me during the beginning of the film when Sunny first has some lines and close-ups, and she says, Sunny fully has kids in a mortgage, and I started crying. I was like, he does. He totally does. He's in his 30s. It was very distracting. It's so weird. I guess when you're watching things when you are younger, you think like, oh, that's what I'll look like when I get around that age. And now that I'm older than these actors were, I think, at the time, it was a bit distracting. Yeah, I can see the telltale signs now. And I'm like, oh, this is not... Forgive me for the bit of a tangent, but like, are people aging differently? Because I then looked it up because I wanted to see and Olivia Newton-John was 29 at the time and John Travolta was 23. Oh. Yeah. I mean, there was always those kids in high school who looked like they were already 20 their senior year. I guess. It was all the smoking. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> okay, we found the solution. Smoking and sunscreen. Like, uh, that's really all the. SPF. Every day, baby. You've got to put that stuff on. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's our PSA for the day. <laughs> <laughs> 
My other favorite moments of the meddling friends is another quote. Danny is a creep or a jerk after he snubs Sandy after the song. So Frenchie says, he's a rat. No, he's fleas on rats. No, he's amoebas on fleas on rats. And I'm just crying. Like, hype up your friend, girl. And then the other one that I was dying about. Is it the one of, I don't know what I ever saw in Danny Zuko? And Marty says, don't sweat it, honey. Have one of mine. No, but I I love that too. (laughs) (laughs) My other favorite moment was when they're at the drive-in and they're in the bathroom. Rizzo confides in Marty that she is late and she may be pregnant and it's very serious. And they walk out of the bathroom and they start to go back to the car. And Marty immediately shouts, get out of the way, pregnant woman coming through. And she's like, oh. She's like, lady with a baby coming through. She kept that secret for five (laughs) seconds. And it led to a really fun sequence of Rizzo walking past all the cars and then you see everyone telling everyone and then when Rizzo gets to Kaniki he already knows it just spreads so quickly that was more impressive than an actual wildfire it just moved so fast ridiculous these meddling friends are so fun they are so codependent Danny can take Sandy to a different diner you on a date you want privacy what is this with trying to sneak past your friends it was so weird who immediately find you he acts so shady he's like embarrassed by her kind of i'm so confused by what's happening i wrote that down too why are you so embarrassed she's hot and she has a good appetite i don't understand what there is to be embarrassed about (laughs) and then all the friends instead of just leaving them be are pulling chairs and tables to join them which i loved let's go (laughs) yes it's hilarious but i'm like what is happening (laughs) i truly don't know like you said why are you embarrassed yes this is about when i realized too costuming put sandy in almost exclusively white dresses until the end of the film and yellow i think yeah she's just in white and yellow the whole damn movie she's pure and untouched and it got really weird and distracting at the end i was like why are you in white again why have you gone to the dance in essentially a wedding dress (laughs) (laughs) so weird so i think we sort of started flirting with the shenanigans but let's go all in with them yeah let's just dive in okay i think my favorite shenanigan and i always loved this song i always thought it was so funny but the beauty school dropout song is wild i've always loved it and my love just grew for it in this rewatch the lyrics are insane it is so campy it's so absurd. The fact that Rizzo and Marty are also there. Yes. Like as part of the backup dances. Oh. We body shame about a nose job. We <laughs> use inappropriate language around sex workers. We... As a way to diss her talent as a beautician. Yes. <laughs> we literally tell her, girl, you are a failure. Go back to school, which is the one positive message this yes. movie sends. Stay Stay in in school. school. (laughs) (laughs) You've got the dream, but not the drive. It's so cutting. Yes. (laughs) He's like crushing her spirit and Frenchie is still looking like she is hot for this old gentleman. But I'll allow it because it's Frankie Avalon. (laughs) He gets a pass. (laughs) 
It was wild. The all-white set, the random segue. And everyone has their hair up. Yes. These sky-high rollers. The brilliance of some of these lyrics. Turn in your T's and comb and go back to high school. (laughs) So insane. Why? Why even bother putting in a dream sequence like this? We already had the car dream sequence. A film doesn't need three dream sequences, and yet we get three (laughs) dream sequences. Especially from Frenchie, who's not even a protagonist, much as I love her. She's like the only person in the whole film who doesn't actually sing a single line. (laughs) That's probably my favorite shenanigan in the movie. A shenanigan that I overlooked, which seems to be a theme for me this episode, is... The faculty. Oh my goodness. The principal's assistant. (laughs) Insisting on finishing her little tune on the xylophone. The principal giving her a look like stop. And she stops and then is quickly like bum 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 and finishes it off. But even the opening when the staff is all like clocking in it seems like. Yeah. And one of the teachers is like ah I got Kaniki again. And the other teacher's like he's been here longer than I have. Crying. (laughs) Dissing the students. Yep. Yeah. And then we spoke a little bit about the gym teacher already, but at the end with the fair when he's like taunting, I think it's Kaneki, who can't throw a pie in his face. And he's like, maybe if you didn't skip all gym class. (laughs) It was very good. He's always got so many good little zingers. Like when Danny does show up for the beginning of that montage, he says, you know, you're going to have to make some changes with the smoking. And he's like, you're going to have to cut back to two packs a day. (laughs) (laughs) How much is he smoking? It's insane. Two packs is so many. Literally just chain smoking all day. Oh, God. Mm -mm. Did the principal's assistant even have any lines? I think she did, but not many. I loved her. She was great. Right? Oh, so another shenanigan, I mean, the dance competition in and of itself, we've spoken a little bit about it. That whole thing was a shenanigan. It was just so wild. 100%. And then it culminates in three of the T-birds covering their heads and mooning the camera at the end of the song Blue Blue Moon. Moon. (laughs) Which, on the day of our recording, we are currently having a super blue moon. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Synergy. Synergy. This is art. This is the epitome of art. I couldn't even get through that. (laughs) We've just given you a little insight about our timeline and turnover if you want to do the math. And then one of my favorite things that they did, I don't know if you noticed, at the top, when Danny gets kind of like introduced at the school, he smiles and they hit a triangle. Yes. So it's like smile. Yes, I did. <laughs> After like the fast zoom in, the head turn reveal and the ting. And I was like, was that the principal's assistant? (laughs) (laughs) Another favorite dining moment, which is so ridiculous, is like when he's trying to be cool. And then he says, oh, Sandy, don't make me laugh. Ha, ha, ha. But he literally goes, ha, ha, ha. I was crying. (laughs) This movie is so campy. That's why I'm like, none of this is serious, right? You guys all know that your characters are being shitheads. And they're being framed as being so cool. Great. But they are so dorky. Like, actually. They're so dumb. For real. I love that they think they're so cool, but in reality, nobody at the school even thinks of them. (laughs) No. (laughs) Or associates with them. Yeah, they're literally on the outskirts. Like, what is this? And it's so funny. Like, they say that they're too cool for sport and all this stuff, but they still are fully... At the pep rally, 
but like making fun of it. Yeah. But they're still there. You're still there. You guys realize you have the option to not go, right? Yeah. I don't think they're taking attendance. (laughs) Yeah. What's going on? It's a it's a wild dichotomy, this film. Anyway, so this is a bad shenanigan related to the dance, but how much of a creep Vince Fontaine is? Oh my goodness. I didn't remember that. He's creeping so hard on Marty. So hard. He's in high school. He like literally says, if you like older guys, and like not ironically, like hitting on her. To a child. Yeah. Big yikes. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> And then I also just like love, since we just spoke about it, the principal goes on the intercom the next day and says that like the FBI has ass cheek identification. And if you don't turn yourself in, they're going to find you anyway. And I was crying. (laughs) Like the guys actually (laughs) believe they're in for it. Yes. Like, okay. Yeah. They just have pictures and they're going to cross reference. No, dude. Come Um, on. How? Since I was talking about it at the top and I cannot help myself, I truly do want to spend at least a couple of minutes on how awful so many of the song lyrics are when you actually get down to brass tacks. Yeah. Like, Grease Lightning is a total bop. I started doing the dance, right? Me too, I know the dance. Me too. And then I listened to the lyrics. Yes. And I'm very much realizing that this is essentially like the horny, almost date rape song. A little bit. They don't actually do anything. And I think it's saved by the fact that these are such stupid, idiot teenage boys <laughs> that you know that they're not actually capable. They're harmless. Right. Yeah. So I'm not really worried about them. And so maybe like taking away that power from them and making them look like idiots is what saves it but big yikes on those lyrics and then the second one that freaked me out when i actually listened to the lyrics is the fact that in the drive-in danny throws himself on sandy and doesn't accept the no he's not appreciating consent yeah she storms off and then he has an entire ballad about being stranded at the drive-in and how he's a victim. Yes. Like, the lyrics essentially say that teases and prudes are worse than players. <laughs> mm, okay. But just the fact that he's so confused. First of all, his move was not smooth at all. Ugh. There was, like, no build up to this. They're sitting side by side. Yeah. He's doing the reach around, Ugh. which, okay, fair. But then he's, like, randomly groping at air. So he was just <laughs> going to go from a zero to a boob grab. Like, Ugh. what is your plan here and then he's so confused the lyrics in the song are like sandy baby i'm in misery why did you leave me and it's like she said why she left you it's not a big mystery right and like (laughs) oh cry me a freaking river guy that you're embarrassed that the school saw you get ditched at the drive-in when you were groping someone and they said no and the thing is i mean not that he deserves sympathy at any rate but you don't even see his experience of other people staring at him right like it looks quite contained and it's dark you wouldn't notice you that. wouldn't notice at all and i feel like that really speaks to the idea that you have an inflated idea of what people are watching or even care about in high school yeah people don't actually care enough no. they didn't even notice no no one noticed yeah don't draw attention to it right yeah and then you're fine and i think in general <laughs> we think people are noticing us a lot more than they really do correct like this is going back to the trip that we didn't really speak about but changing yourself for someone else yeah their changes are 
firstly both quite superficial yeah danny puts on like a jock jersey and sandy gets clad up in leather and kind of smokes but this is not who they are and it's not sustainable no it's not we were talking about it how they're gonna be on and off again for the rest of their lives like this is not (laughs) a doable relationship why is the message of this film like oops maybe you're pregnant false alarm i guess have extra birth control maybe and then also change yourself and twist yourself up to be in a relationship why are these the messages we're sending people with? Yeah, and especially with Danny and Sandy, now that I'm thinking about it, they were perfectly fine with their summer loving. Yeah. So why do they need to change at the end of the movie? Seriously. And not change in a way that's actually helpful. Correct. In a vacuum, they were fine. So why <laughs> did they need to do all of this? Like you said, if their friends are actually their friends, the guys will not be weirded out by the fact that he's with the cheerleader, which shouldn't matter. And the gal are not going to try to tell her that you need to be cooler for him and that he's Mm -hmm. being weird and not real with you. I don't know what the point of all of that was. Because they were fine. Yeah. (laughs) Which led us to that incredible ending sequence, though, for real. Like, the song also still hits so hard. Oh, my goodness. How fantastic is that? I still love that end sequence. I will always love that end sequence. It's such a banger. (laughs) They're randomly like doing shit in the carnival. Yes. (laughs) Also, this is something that we spoke about was the timeline. Yeah, this is when you start to realize. Usually our critique on timelines is how compressed it is. Mm -hmm. But this is like, this happened over a year and we have no clues to that it happened over a whole year you start off with the summer romance and you end at the end of year school carnival which is the whole ass year when the principal made the announcement of i just wanted to say goodbye and this is your home and la 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 i texted jazz and i was like what this happened over a year the year's done i didn't feel that at all no so over the course of a year he took her out twice i don't know they broke up and got back together like four times though somehow yeah even (laughs) though they didn't even go on that many dates so funny and then i do have a very bizarre fun fact about that film which is that one of the shooting locations for the high school is john marshall high in los angeles which is where my mother went to school. Oh. And they actually filmed that summer festival during the summer in John Marshall's field. And a bunch of kids who were in summer school at the time, including my mother, snuck on set and did the carnival rides while they filmed. So that that overhead shot has a bunch of actual high school students who had snuck onto set. So there was diversity a little bit in that one shot. There was at least one Filipino woman who had snuck on set and was on that tilt-a-whirl. Yep, that's exactly right. That's so funny. (laughs) But yeah, I agree. That end sequence was so good. So iconic. Oh, yeah. We're having so much fun with the choreo over the rides. And then one final dream sequence in a flying car. Yes! Yes! That's what I was going to talk about. (laughs) I was saying to Jazz, I felt like I was on drugs watching the end of this movie. Because the last song 
the whole cast is singing, but the lyrics are like nonsense. We go together like it must have been such a headache to learn these lyrics. Then Danny and Sandy get onto what I think is Grease Lightning in the imagined makeover iteration. Right. And they fly off into the clouds. Or maybe the new car, because Grease Lightning wasn't his car. Right. Grease Lightning was his friend's car, and he won the other car oh, during yes. the race. Because they're paying for papers or slips or whatever it was they were Pink calling slips. it. Pink slips. Pink slips. Yeah. And they fly off into the clouds. Which is just what? three dream sequences, y'all. And I wouldn't take away a single one. No, they have to be there. What a truly bizarre piece of American cinema and musical theater canon. It's like a fever dream. It really kind of feels like a fever dream. Yeah. And unless you have anything else, I feel no. like this really brings us to Fun Fab Fail. Fun Fab Fail. I... I, despite <laughs> all of my better judgment, and as a feminist, I have to give this a solid fun. It's a fun. It's a fun. Despite everything, despite all the critiques we've leveled at this movie, and I stand by them, it's so much fun. So much fun. I had fun. so much fun watching this movie. It's iconic for a reason. And this is one that's a little bit longer, and it still felt like it was clippy. Mm-hmm. It was pacey. Which helps. Yeah. The songs are so funny. How do you not... The songs are so good and so catchy. The characters all have distinct personalities. Yeah. I was really enjoying Marty in this watch of it. I don't remember Marty and Marty's so great. He's an interesting, funny character. Like, what a weird situation. You know, it gets a little bit of give, right? Mm -hmm. It's a period piece yes. of a period piece. Yeah. And for the time, it was very progressive. Yeah. I'm sure this movie was heavily critiqued and pearls were being clutched. Yeah. Because what is this doing to the children back when it was released? So it also has that going in its favor. Yeah. I mean, like, the changing yourself and twisting yourself up for somebody else is, like, squishy. But at the end of the day, it's also a moment of feminine revolution mm -hmm. and sexual independence yeah and being who you want to be yes and i'm not mad at that no and we also don't know how much of sandy's personality was genuinely her or if she'd been conditioned to be that way because she is kind of the stereotype of like a good girl of the 1950s yeah so it's showing a little room for nuance like you don't have to be either or right they're messy and yet they still care so much about one another mm -hmm. it's not a bad ending can nikki tries to step up yeah he you know? fully steps up and then it's a false alarm which is just like its own thing yes but, uh. yeah but you know he tries to step up that's nice <laughs> It's a fun movie. I enjoy the friend groups. I find them so entertaining, as messy and mean as they can get with each other. Mm -hmm. Like, that's also part of it. You feel the closeness. They feel like friends. Yeah. The songs are phenomenal. The dynamics between the women, even if they are a little bit catty to the new girl at the beginning, they truly have each other's backs. And mm -hmm. by the end of the school year, Sandy legitimately says, I've got your back. I will go to bat for you yeah. against anybody to Rizzo. Yes. And Rizzo responds with a genuine heartfelt thank you. Mm -hmm. They're a solid group of women who've yeah. got each other's back. Yeah. And I love that. 
Sir, Greece is a fun. It's and a, fun. a solid fun. Yeah. I can't help it. I want to be so much madder at so many things that were so messed up, but I can't be. It makes me overlooked the really weird horny song. But like it's just <laughs> Well, there you are, everybody. So um you know what that means. That leads us to our favorite segment. Give me the cheese, please. I'm so excited. Gimme, gimme, gimme. All right. I'm ready for it. Okay. A three. A two. two a one. one. Salty Pimento cheese on saltines. Ah, I like that we both have a cracker. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting spooky. Yes. I assume that that's essentially a South African saltine. Um. I think I need a refresher on what a saltine is. I know it's a cracker. Is it a freshwater cracker kind of thing? Yeah, it's the little square crisps that are just like plain. They don't taste like anything and then there's just salt on them. Okay, it's a little a little different, but like on the same track. Nice, 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 nice. That was a terrible answer. <laughs> <laughs> the shape is different and it's not known for being bland. Okay, I love this. This is so funny. <laughs> it is funny. Okay, I think think you went first the last time so, I think so. i'm gonna go first this time look at us don't expect this to continue we've only done two so far so that's it it's gonna get messy <laughs> real fast <laughs> lower your expectations <laughs> so this movie to me isn't fully a rom-com there are lots of rom-com elements but it's not like a pure traditional rom-com hence the cracker salty cracks is an iconic cracker in south africa but to give context for people from other countries, this cracker has been around forever. I couldn't find the exact date, but I asked my parents if salty cracks were a thing when they were kids. And they said yes. And they're pretty sure that it was a thing when my grandparents were kids as well. Which is like Greece. Greece has been around forever. It's yeah. so entrenched. I can't imagine society without Greece. Mm -hmm. If you leave a cracker out, it's gonna get... A little icky. Ugh, but yeah. fresh out the packet, that nostalgia, that crunch, the bit of saltiness, so good. And you can't just have one. Like, even eating them plain, they're kind of addictive. The old school way to eat the salty cracks is like with a grated yellow cheese with the tiniest little square of tomato on top <laughs> and like on a paper doily. <laughs> It still slaps. It's so good. After all these years, despite all these other new crackers that have come in and, you know, will be at the forefront of your charcuterie board, the salty crack is still a staple and it's still great and I still love it. I love that. So yeah, that's me. I went with a pimento cheese on saltines. Mm. So a saltine is like very similar, but this one is more of a soda cracker. So it's a very plain cracker. And... Also similar to yours, it's been around forever. Mm -hmm. Saltines are a classic. If you've got a stomach ache, like some saltines. You know, women who have morning sickness, saltines. Like it's a simple thing that you can put some food in yourself and it's not going to cause a problem. Mm. The pimento cheese is... Okay, so I did like a deep dive. Pimentos <laughs> are actually really just like cherry peppers, which I'm sure that this cast that's basically all from New Jersey appreciates <laughs> as it's an extremely Italian pepper. The cherry peppers are mixed with, like, cheddar and mayo and cream cheese. Oh, there's a lot going on. Yeah. And this unholy abomination <laughs> shouldn't be good. It's been around since early, early days of the 1900s. And this terrible amalgamation of ingredients, 
you really don't think is going to be good. And it is flipping delicious. Oh, wow. You cannot stop eating it. It's wildly (laughs) addictive. You just can't help yourself. You look at it and you're like, this is terrible. And I shouldn't, I mustn't like this. But I do. I really love it. And I would love some more. Please, please, can I have some more? And therefore, that's why this movie is a pimento cheese on saltines. (laughs) So good. Because that combination of ingredients does not sound appealing. It doesn't. At all. But pimento cheese is so good, Jane. I will make you some when you visit. Yes. Uh, when? <laughs> oh, when we end the same room, we have to do the ultimate charcuterie board of all the cheeses that we've mentioned <gasps> on the pod. You're 100% right. And we have to take a picture. It's going to be too many cheeses, but... Whatever. Too many. Cheese for days. Let's have a party. <laughs> also, I don't know that we could get hold of all of them. We can get as many as possible. Yes. This is a great goal to have, I think. Okay, great. I love this. <laughs> Perfect. Well, there you have it. That was our discussion of Greece. Let us know your thoughts on the movie. Any shenanigans we may have missed or what cheese you think it is. You can follow us on Instagram at shenaniganzinsuepod.com. Or you can email us at shenaniganzinsuepod at gmail.com. We hope you'll join us next time. And until then... You're the one that I want. You are the one I want. Ooh, 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 honey. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Oh my god, this movie is so corny. Sorry, I switched this up on you because I said your usual line. I don't care. But it worked out, I think.